Welcome to Armchair Preaching, a podcast of the First Presbyterian Church in Lakeland, Florida. This is a podcast about God's Word, the beauty of the gospel, and what it takes to communicate that truth to others. I'm your host, Pastor Zach McGowan, and on today's episode, Pastor John and I talk about the importance of eating and how that relates to the community of faith in the church. We hope you enjoy the conversation. Welcome back, everybody, to Armchair Preaching in the Armchair today with Pastor John. Welcome, Pastor John. Good to be back. In your uh, very jaunty tie. Yes, bow ties. They are contagious around here. Pocket square combination. Yeah. Uh, Looking good? Looking good. Thank you. As are you with the burgundy jacket on. Very nice. I'm I'm a lot more casual than you are right now. (laughs) Uh, Today is, uh, we're we're into, this is, we just passed week number four in this series, Come Together. We had kind of an intro week, and then we've been breaking down. Down, um, breaking down the various aspects of the fellowship uh, of the early church in Acts chapter two, uh, primarily verse forty-two. But then we've been we've been cycling it out. Um, but this week was about breaking bread, right? Um, which is just a churchy way of saying eating together. I don't yeah. think any other part of our culture says breaking bread. Maybe they do, but I, I only think of it in the if context If they do, of they the got church. it from the church. They got it from the These church. These are Christians saying it out in public. Very Christian saying. Um, and it got me thinking, one of the things you kicked off with in your message was asking people about their favorite kind of restaurants in Lakeland. Yeah. And so I, I just wonder... And, and you finished with that. You got the frescoes and the... I got the and, frescoes and the, and the joinery and, and the yeah. crispers. I didn't talk about Palace Pizza, which is probably my favorite eatery oh, yeah. in yeah. Lakeland. It's, it's, there's a lot of personal kind of connections to that place so that was probably and I had a fair name. number of 20-somethings afterwards saying that, that, that Chipotle was their, their place Chipotle. too Chipotle so. Yeah, see, that's not. A, well, I don't know. That's not a unique. Although the joinery was the joinery was what I thought they would would yeah. have said. It's not a uniquely Lakeland thing. <clears throat> no, Chipotle, that's true. You know, you can get Chipotle anywhere. Um, so anyway, I want to ask if you had uh, a, a a a a meal or a type of food that, for one reason or another, is especially impactful for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that really that really has. Uh, you know, either for memory's sake or for relationship's sake has been Im- important for you. Yeah, I appreciate you not saying that it has to be healthy food. I didn't, uh, no, 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 absolutely <laughs> not, no. Because <laughs> uh, I, uh, I have memories of uh, childhood food. Uh, we would go, when we lived in Puerto Rico, uh, I was there from, from you know, f- kindergarten through fifth grade. Yeah. And, uh, and we would, every, su- every Sunday we would go to uh, church and we would go, or, or Saturday night church, and then we would go to the beach. Yeah, wow. And mom would always make she would make one of two meals. She would make fried chicken hmm. or she'd make pot roast. Yeah, and she go. made pot roast. In those, remember the old pressure cookers? You had sure. the thing you had to clamp it on and yeah. it would go, it would steam for, for yeah, hours. Absolutely. So she made it. And there's new versions of that. Yeah. We have a, new versions of it now, but it's still the pressure cooker. So that pot roast that she made, anytime I eat pot roast, I'm transported to, back, back to I'm a seven year old in Puerto Rico oh, wow. on the beach eating pot roast or her fried chicken. She makes fried chicken like mm-hmm. nobody makes fried chicken and her potato salad. Mm-hmm. It's a family recipe oh. that her mom had cool. and uh, she had and I've ha- I, I make it and I've taught my daughters to make it. And so it's just, we call it Granny Fowler's potato salad. What's, what's the basis? the potato salad it's just a mayonnaise based okay, potatoes mayonnaise you gotta based. cook it but you gotta cook the potatoes just a certain way yeah. sometimes you put eggs in boiled eggs in sometimes not but but the odd thing the unusual thing and the thing that gives it the, the tang to it is the the green olives 
Oh, yeah. There yeah. you go. So uh, that is a little the right amount of salt and pepper and all that. So it's just it's just right it's on It's something to... that people don't really know about you. I, 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 the people that know you here that know you, is you're a little bit of a foodie. Yeah. Like, like I, I'm not, not in the classic sense. Like yeah. you're not posting on your Instagram, like pictures you know, of everything, yeah, no, yeah. which you talked about a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but, but the, uh, but, but you know, you have very specific tastes in guacamole. You're very proud of your guacamole. Yes, yeah, we we do guacamole like yeah. a, like a competitive sport. Yeah, yeah. That's right. And, and, and now, now the potato salad, it's another yeah. layer of your food expertise. But if I can just, there was another one that came to my mind when you asked this question though. And that was, uh, there was a group that we met with in my first church out of Ohio is a group of couples that would do, do together. We'd meet together and we would have themed food nights. Oh yeah. And so I, mean, I remember one night in particular was the, it was Greek night mm. and we made Spanakopita or spanakopita, depending on how you, you pronounce go. it, which is this Greek spinach pie, basically. And Seal made it, and she, our next-door neighbors were Greek, and they mm. gave us the recipe. And, and, and so it was just off the chain good. But it was the theme, but it was those people gathered together, yeah. and just the bond around a table was incredible. Yeah, yeah, wow. Well, and, and, how about know, you? So one of the things I brought up in my message was the, the fact that, that, you know, food has great memory uh, evoking yes. kind of power. One of the things I didn't do in the recorded message, which I did do in the 1030 service, um, when I realized how brief my message actually was this past week. You were short. Uh, I was very short this week. Um, and and uh, so one of the things I talked about was uh, the afternoon tea with my grandmother and my grandfather in, in Alabama. So my grandmother's from was from a little place in England called Lee by the Sea. Uh, my my grandfather met her during World War II. They came back, uh, and and whenever we would visit, we would have extended visits a lot of times because we're a military family, and it was kind mm. of a stopover place for us over in the summers when we were between locations, or if we were coming, you know, back, you know, you'd stay, you know, a couple weeks, you know, or more. And uh, my grandmother had a tradition afternoon tea that they did that so her and my grandfather would have tea and they would have some sort of a cakey pastry cookie type thing but the kids didn't do tea you know we did we did cookies right and the cookie uh, that would kind of come up uh quite often was the fig newton and and oh yeah and i i'm not a huge fan of fig newtons never was but that was the thing that we connected to that connected to that now we'd also get you know we're from alabama so moon pies would come up once in a while oh yeah good so rc colas too that's that was the other thing i mentioned 10 30 uh the 10 30 stars rc colas so there was something about those just just the memory i can you know i can still kind of feel the carpet and and Mm. the the you know they ate they had two kind of you know very very all in the family chairs you know grandmother grandmother chair yeah yeah. they had their chairs (laughs) and and very much like that i mean you think about it like wood paneling in the in the living room and um uh, and i remember you know their dog nestor um uh, who's this very shaggy dog coming in, kind of licking in our faces while we, and just watching television and, and visiting and and drinking RC cola and and while they had their tea and That's great. And, and we had fig newtons, but but I, I you know. I was remembering that in real time in the service. Wow. You know, I was thinking uh, that's you know that's the thing. You know that, that how that how meals and just being with my my co- a couple of my cousins would be there quite quite a bit. I gotta ask time. though, you got a, you got an English grandmother, yeah, living in Alabama, yeah, 
and in Alabama, like in Georgia mm-hmm. and North Florida, where we're from, sweet tea, sweet tea. is the is the thing. Well, so see, they were what, drinking what hot the, tea. They were drinking hot tea. Uh, yeah. So what, did they did they have an appreciation for sweet tea, oh, or was course, it was no, it no. a distortion of what is true and authentic to there, tea? No, no, no. There's no such thing as I mean, that, like you you know you're, you're you're from Palatka and you've lived in Georgia and Tennessee. You go to a restaurant, you order tea. It's going to be sweet. Yes. Yeah, so you have to ask for unsweetened, which tea, is the opposite. And they look at you funny. And we used to joke. We, we lived in Maryland. You know, for uh, eleven months, and we used to joke the reason. And they, they used to, oh, we're south of the Mason Dixon line. We're really southern. And and remember my family saying, no, 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 because when you order tea in restaurants, they give you unsweet tea, and you have to specify sweet. That was their designation of if you're a southern state or a northern state. Is, <laughs> yeah. What do they automatically bring you when you order? Never tea? mind the geographic yeah, lines. No, no, does, never mind does political not lines. Same yeah. thing here in Florida, right? I mean, there are places in Florida you go south and you're in the north, right? I mean, culturally speaking. Yes. But yeah, yeah I, like you, I, you know, the, 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 and neither, it was funny, neither one of us brought up in the messages. I brought it up in previous sermons, but the power of the, the Sunday potluck, you know, like at church, you know. Yeah. Uh, but there's a lot of wealth that you can mine there with like fried chicken. And, and I think in one of the sermons recently, I joked about jello salad. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah, I've I seen see, Jello salad be ushered in not, with reverence. I do not understand Jello salad. I'll be honest <laughs> with you, I don't get it. I mean, I really don't. Uh, so, and and I remember this was probably I don't remember what sermon we were talking about, um, but we were doing a, a community type thing, and mm. and and uh, and in that case, I was talking about I think the pot, you know, the potluck is a great entry point for fellowship, but that's often where it ends. Yeah, I mean, Jello yeah, salad, yeah. and then somebody comes up to me and goes. Jello salad is amazing. I'm like, well, <laughs> it looks great. I mean, it looks it does. Power, powerful. It, it is. It is way more promising in appearance than it is in deliverance of yeah, the goods. That's right. But you know, it's funny when we both kind of touched on the the weight uh, of scripture behind this concept yeah. of food. It's and, funny as you look at and it. Fellowship and all of these concepts, really, the the, the amount of dedicated to study, to, to spending time together, and to food and to prayer. I mean, there is there is a cover to cover weight on this. And, and when you're looking at this, I mean, lots of decisions have to be made about what we can and cannot and do and do not. And because we also had the context of the Lord's Supper being celebrated, so yeah. there was a there was some. Uh, there was some impetus in in waiting it um, on that end, you know. You you did this in your message. I actually did this in the in the sur- the the live services. I mentioned this in the closing prayers. Uh, the idea of even at the foundation with Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. So mm. all the way you went all the way to Revelation, which I did not. I did not touch on the eschatological f- wedding mm. feast. Um, which I, th- which is, it's a brilliant, I, I, you know, I always love it. Genesis to revelation connections. It's, uh, it's rather, um, epic yeah, and, and yeah. large and, 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 and conceptually probably hard to wrap our minds around, but it, you know, it was, it was worth just throwing it out there. And it, and it's all about eating, right? So yeah. as you're approaching this, how are you making decisions on what to include, what to not include, what to, 
uh, to I mean to sit on. I mean, you knew you were going to sit on the Lord's Supper for a little bit. Yeah. I did as well. Um, we both kind of sat on the Passover feast and, and yeah, uh, um, and, as a little well. backstory on each on those. Yeah. yeah, but what what were you making? At- well, I think part of our decision this week was um, is that the passage out of Acts two forty two doesn't explicitly say that this was the agape feast. I love how you brought that into yeah. that. It doesn't mm-hmm. explicitly say that, and so we're just going to let that be what it was, which is more than likelihood. <clears throat> more than likely, it was a it was a um, it's a meal that they yeah. that they were having. But you get the 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 beginnings of the repeated meal, the the yeah. ceremonial meal in, in, in that. So so I knew we needed to to build out the for me it's building out the idea of this is what they were doing in the early church. And so let's make sure we're seeing this good and good and well that this is what they were doing in the early church. And we feel I feel a sense of. Um, almost every one of the renewal efforts that you find and have had in the church, um, the humanist and the and the Reformation era, and then yeah. on into the modern era, they've all been trying to get back to what all the things that have been added to and accumulated upon Scripture, and look back to the core core moments, the early moments, formative moments of the church, and so. Part of it was like, okay, what exactly was that? So, and the call that came out, and we both did this. Um, was that we need to reclaim the this practice of eating together? I love your question, like, uh, who are you eating with? Who are you eating with? Yeah. That was a great question. I wish I had included mine. Yeah. In mine, like, who are you eating with? Yeah, I mean, uh, we. This is one of the things that I've heard. I mean, throughout the series, because I mean, the series is um, one of these. You know, if if the summer series that we did on the Order of Salvation, Order of Salutis, is very esoteric and theologically based, with application obviously applied, you know, brought mm. into the mix, there's always an application to it. But it's it's more heady. It's more. This is the opposite, right? I mean, there's there's deep theology, but it's like the the call to action is implied in every message which is mm-hmm. which i've heard just great positive things because i feel like folks are like yeah this is the time for this yeah. right because we have gotten away and we've both talked about this several times josh uh, in kicked off in the vine as well too we've gotten away from yes this. we've yeah. gotten away from these practices and i think i'm i'm sensing that people are beginning we're doing a seal and i are talking about this is that we, we we're, we're looking at our calendars again yeah and we're looking at the rhythm of our weeks and looking at the rhythm of our months and we're asking questions about you know what where are we sp- allocate the your question from sunday where are you who are we eating with in this yeah. case like where are we spending the bulk of our time now for us it's probably we're spending a lot of time with the people of the church which is which is great but is everybody doing that which is the yeah. real reason why we're doing all this and not we've gotten away from it by and large, um, there are there are definitely pockets of people in this church who have never stopped doing all of these things yeah, that we're of doing. Of course, of course, and they're significant, and they're and they're and they're committed to this. But the larger the larger call is for all of us as an, an entire church is to reclaim this. Let's be that church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think one of the things I, I I'd be curious to hear your thoughts on because just from our cultural standpoint, when neither one of us brought this up, but this is one of those things that I was wrestling with. How do you know? How do we bring this up, or do we bring this up? Just because culturally, in in the West especially, we are we have a very odd relationship with food and eating, 
right? Yes. I mean, we, we, um, and even today I was, I was listening to your message in my car and what am I doing? You're I'm, eating. I'm eating breakfast in my car <laughs> as I'm driving, you know, this is like the opposite of what this early church was doing. Yeah, this is isolated right? eating was, on the run. They didn't uh, have fast food then. And, and, and so I, I, I wonder to hear your thoughts about like, how do we, you know, and also too, we, we've, we, I, we don't talk about this in the big C church probably enough, but you know, there's an obesity epidemic. You right. know, there, there's, there's, so we have this very odd cultural relationship right. with food, all the great things that we brought out, which is what we, you know, but you know, what is your take on kind of combating or thinking through some of the, the negative relationships that, that people in our culture have with that and then reclaiming the sacredness of it in a way that is meaningful and yeah. powerful and, and, and really, again, sacred um, rather than kind of how we, I don't know. It's funny you're asking me this question because I just did a, I just gave a presentation about recovery ministry yeah. and they were asking, which, one of the questions that came up was, which is the most difficult of all of the, of the issues from which people need recovery? Which one's the most difficult for them to deal with, to get past? And, and uh, we had several answers. And my, my first answer, though, was that the hardest thing in general on any, regardless of what it is, because any of them can be debilitating, including overeating. That's one of the overeating Absolutely, and undereating. Yeah. Um, it can lead to all kinds of you know, problems and, and up, to, up to and including death. And the biggest thing, thing it's really, uh, the way I said it was, the biggest thing is that acknowledging that it's problematic. Mm-hmm. That is the number one problem is to, to acknowledge that there is a problem. Yeah. And uh, so to say it differently, to answer your question, though, I think that it's, it's about how we think about food. Yeah. You know, how, how is, and I, I did say that some people, I don't know if I said, I, might, I think I, I thought it awfully hard and I don't think I said it, but it's uh, some people live to eat and some people eat to live. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think we were, we were attempting to reframe it from either one of those. Yeah. And we were saying, yes, of course you need to eat to, to survive, but, and, and going to where it's all, you're almost idolizing where it becomes the most important part of your life is a problem as well. And what we're saying is like, no, let it be the, the, the environment Mm -hmm. in which, um, sacred things are happening. Mm-hmm. Let it be holy. Mm-hmm. Let the meals themselves be a place where the where the people can come together and experience love and 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 connectedness together. So I, I think I, that then becomes a a way of framing it in our own minds. When it goes back, it reminds me of a series that we did last year, which I think it, it, I I would encourage people to go back and 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 revisit this series last year uh, on our YouTube page, um, which was the slowing down series. You know, we, we talked huh. about this concept of slowing down, and and I know my own my own uh, kind of thing with eating is that or with food in general is the act of slowing down to enjoy a meal with people is difficult not because i don't want to be with the people but because i don't want to slow down yeah you know because oh yeah when i when I, when i go out to lunch with people um you know, it's not it's not forty five minutes. It's not it's not an hour. A lot of times, it goes into you know an hour and a half. You you, you go to a, a dinner with somebody. We go to dinners with somebody. We go to someone's house. Those are two and three hour affairs. Whereas when they're done right, yeah, when and the way we're talking about, yeah, and but but when you eat at home, you know, and you're just eating your meals, it's it's. 20 minutes yeah. and you're done, you know, clean the, clean the dishes. It's move on to the next thing. I think it's this 
this idea of you have to address the 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 temptation to just rush through yeah. as opposed to just sitting down and and relishing it is challenging though cuz cuz not every meal can be one of those no, no, no. savoring yeah. savoring the moment type of or and the food type of meal not everyone can be that but but when none of them are there's a real problem there's a problem yeah there's a real problem we and, should we should have the a regular rhythm i mean i don't think the 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 first century church you could have said that about them even with this wonderful thing of the the agape feast where the 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 expression of the early around the early church was uh, look at how they love each other yeah. and that just so there's this this idea of coming together I doubt that that was breakfast lunch and dinner yeah. that was like on a regular basis it happened but it didn't happen all the time so I think we can't get it all the time but to have it none of the time is a problem and I suspect that's more of our problem it's as a whole as a people is yeah. that we don't have much of that at all and I, and and I think I, you're I love that the idea that the, the margin that the lack of margin and even permission to give given to ourselves to allow those spaces to happen is is itself a problem when i remember you know we lived um we lived in italy when i was a, a kid um a young adolescent you know 12 13 years old and, and the mentality is just wildly different in in those mediterranean cultures of which you know the early churches in that region you know that they, they and and the middle eastern cultures similar in this way is that uh, the evening meal is almost always a communal meal, right? I mean, the, the or or it's some sense there's a communal aspect. I mean, even up until the the late 20th century, I don't know how it is today because I know things have wildly changed in in all parts of Europe. But you know, we if we went out to dinner on the economy, which we call it, you know, you're in the military, mm-hmm. on the economy is not on the military base. It was easily going to be an hour and a half or two hours at a restaurant because it, it was not uncommon for you to be at, for us to be at a, a local eatery and suddenly be invited to a stranger's birthday party <laughs> who was sitting, you know, because we were there, just because proximity-wise we were there and we got to know these people and and, and to eat at like our landlord's uh, house, um, which I, it's a longer story, but he was a very a gregarious, big family, knew lots of people, very important in the in the region, and those were going to be lar- I mean, long meals. But they 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 again. But the meal was a vehicle for the relationships, right? Yeah. And the vehicle was a, a, and I think there was a moderation everywhere else in, in other yeah. aspects too. So, and but I there think it's slower culture. It, it, too. it really is. I mean, I think if we could, that's a great way to summarize what we were, both were getting at on Sunday. Is that what we saw in the early churches? The the, the meal it wasn't about the meal. Otherwise, yeah. we would have heard about the the menu. Yeah, uh, we didn't which hear we, about the which menu. Don't. I mean, other than Except the, for Passover. the Passover and the, the, the Lord's Supper, yeah. that's it, right? But but it's not about the food itself. It's about the people coming together, and it's yeah. about their their the relationships. So the meal facilitates that. Yeah, and I think we both were driving at that. Is that the the people that of the the the, the Christians around you are the ones that we are called to spend time with? Yeah. And one of the other things, too, that we both picked up on, I thought uh, was interesting, especially as we started honing in on, as we both honed in on the Passover, uh, the institution of the Passover in the book of Exodus, and Mm. then the institution of the uh, Passover in Mark 14, which I think the Mark 14 version of the Lord's Supper is particularly interesting because there's there's an almost equal weight 
to the Passover preparation yeah. as to what Jesus says. Whereas in Luke and, and Matthew, it's almost an aside that it's Passover. I mean, they, they deal with it some, but... And then, but, and then in John, it's the question of which... Which, 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 you know, which, which Passover which day, is this, yeah. right? Um, but it was also just the relationship, but also the sense of identities tied to that meal, right? I mean, and we we mentioned um, you talked about this idea that that in the Passover, and then and then relatedly to the the Lord's Supper, that the 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 God who is pro, is provided is also the God of deliverance, and the, yeah. the meal of Passover. Don't ever forget it. Was was a, was a, and and I I use the term a God of rescue, so it's yeah. very similar, right? It's this idea that. The meal, it's 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 not it's not too dissimilar from what you're talking about with your with your mom in Puerto Rico and the the fried chicken and the and the potato salad. There's a sense of identity that's tied yeah. to those things as well too. And and um, how powerful it is that that God chooses to use that to to make that point to us. I loved the line, um, and I wonder if you could just say more about it, that Jesus knew the Passover from both sides. So you were doing the backstory yeah. on, on the Passover at that point. And then making the transition. Yeah, yeah. making the shift into to the, to the Lord's Supper. Well, it was one of those things that got me when I was reading, because you know, it's been a while, I think, that I really read the Mark 14 version of that. Like really, because Mark is, 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 is succinct. You know, it's a, it's the it's a shorter. Mark's driven. Yeah, Mark, Mark. He's a, he's got a field to plow. He's getting to the crucifixion. Yeah, and 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 yet he spends a lot of time on this yeah. connection, and uh, that it was something. One of those things that just dawned on me that that I tend to forget that the second person of the Trinity, Son of God, Jesus Christ, is present at the first Passover. Right, I mean, he's present and active in whatever trinitarian way. I mean, how do we unpack yeah. the, the the active work of of the pre incarnate Christ in the Passover? But whatever that activity was, Jesus in in his incarnation in that final Passover with his disciples, he understood the full weight of the Passover lamb. Right, it's like the John idea: in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. But also at the Exodus, the Word was with yeah. God, and the Word was God, and and so when he, to me, I I could just go crazy with yeah, it was great with <laughs> imagination trying to think about what would that have been like, and how, how does you... how does Jesus in the first century sitting there looking at the Passover Lamb, knowing that he's about to fulfill the very the very imagery of the, to me it just I, it was almost one of those moments when I'm starting to write it, I'm like okay, I can't, it's he's like hurting duct, my brain, duct tape to hold my head together so yeah. right now, so yeah. But I but love yeah, that. I love yeah. that thing, that thought process. And one of the things that you, I, you, I, and I skipped over that this section in Mark fourteen. But you went into the 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 betrayal portion of it. But was there? Did you have more to that that you would have said given more time about? Because one of the things as you were reading it, and I, I'm listening to it, I'm thinking it 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 makes a point of saying the one who's going to betray Jesus is eating with them. Yeah. It was that term right there. I'm like, oh. Yeah. Talk about yeah. my brain exploding yeah. for a second. I'm like, I wonder if there was something more to it that yeah, you would no, have unpacked it, there. Well, um, no, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, but it, it, almost immediately, because I knew what, what what we were doing with the day, it was like, that's another day. Yeah. That's, that, that has got to be another day. So, so How yeah, powerful, though, man. What an it image. is. Yeah. The one who dips his bread, you know, the, the different different tellings of that is just, it's powerful to think that, that, that this guy was with Jesus the entire time. 
sharing in that Passover meal, sharing in the Lord's Supper, and then you take John's version, he's washing J- Judas's feet. I mean, it's just there's just so much to it, so so much weight to that um, that you know we could we could unpack all day. But I think too, I mean, going back a little bit, we tend to minimize, and you even said this. We don't talk a lot about this. I mean, you said it a couple different times in your message that given the weight that scripture gives to the importance of eating as a community and you and I loved how you did the eating in the presence of God that when yeah. we eat together we're eating in the presence of God yeah that was the exodus 24 moment where they go up to the all the 70 elders go up there and there's God and they're munching away well so why do you think we as a big C church I don't think FPC is unique in this but why do you think we don't talk about this as much as as is obvious as in scripture. Cause I, I, I know I, I can probably count on one hand how many sermons I've ever preached on the importance of eating meals with other people and that being the weight of it. Mm-hmm. But is that, do you think that there is a, 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 something behind that or is it just, you mean that why we don't have more sermons like the ones we yeah, did Sunday we or, the, or the emphasis on the having meals together in the presence of God or both? I, I think both. And I mean, I think it, it, when you think about, Meals in the presence of God. I think when when we when we read those passages, we get to the presence of God part, but we forget about the activity that's happening in the presence of yeah. God. Do you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I, I feel like because you you actually and I noticed you said it probably two times in your sermon. We don't talk a lot about this. Yeah, and and I thought that's true. Uh, and we I, don't talk. A we lot don't about talk it. a lot about it. And we don't think a lot about it either. Yeah. And do do we even? Let's say this: when we get together with our Christian friends, and we yeah. know that this is a group of Christians. Uh, you know, Brian Morgan sent me a picture last night of. Of a group of guys that got together last night. When we get together with those with those friends, are we self conscious? Are we self aware of of and acknowledging, or maybe even speaking it out loud, or symbolically showing it with a lit candle or some mm-hmm. some imagery around there that we are gathering in the presence of the Lord right now? Mm-hmm. We are we the thing that that unites us is our shared faith together. But we are doing this thing, eating in this case, in the presence of God. Right now, yeah. which both affirms the the providence of God, and it, it it affirms the bond that we have because of our faith in God. Mm-hmm. So I think there's we don't do a lot of that. And I guess that's probably what was driving that is that yeah. I don't think about that a lot. Of course, you know the meals. The, one of the meals I had yesterday was like, okay, remember we're in the presence of God. I literally said it in the meal. Remember we're in the presence of God right now. Let's pray. Yeah, which is kind of. It's nice. a good reminder for us too, yeah. right? I mean, it's a good reminder for us when we. And I mentioned, you know, the Wednesday night suppers, yeah. and I, I you know, mentioned meal, meal groups, groups. And, and you know, we have built-in opportunities to eat together, but not a whole lot of people take advantage of that. And and yeah. some of it, and that's schedules, and yeah, some it, of it's timing it's, and things yeah. like that. But whatever that is, if we can't, and, and you know, that's where we we both kind of said, look, there, there are all these options. You know, if you can't do what's scheduled with us with meal groups or whatever find some way to fulfill this yeah. this calling. Um, and that's really, I think more than anything, that's that would be my greatest hope. First of all, I, I, I know we got people listening right now and, and who, who are hearing this, and I would be really interested in hearing those of you who are listening right now to hear your stories of the very thing, same yeah. thing Zach and I were talking about at the beginning, which is like, what what memories of food you know, tap into your sort of heart yeah. and, uh, and, and what's the stories behind them? Because there's great stories behind them. 
more than anything, just for all of us to look at our calendars and say, how, how much of our of our calendar real estate is dedicated to to hanging out with and eating with uh, fellow believers? Yeah. And since we're gathered in a church, how many? And, and we're talking about this particular church. How many? How much real estate and time is dedicated to spending time eating together with people in this church? Yeah. I would imagine in this day we live in a world. By the way, think about it. When you were when you and I were kids, fast food was really just kind of becoming a Boom, w- starting yeah. to boom, but prior, like our parents grew up, and they there was there they, was nothing. No, you, you no you, microwaves. You might have had a Stuckies, or yeah. you might have had a, I don't know some A and W hot dogs or yeah. something. There's some strange places I only <laughs> vaguely vaguely know about. Dervino Schnitzel was some place I saw somewhere along the way, <laughs> but mostly what we ate we ate at home. Yeah. Yeah. And and their parents ate you know they they ate at home or at someone else's home <clears throat> or someone else's home yeah you get invited over and 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 I'm thinking you know too it's like when I was younger I mean I I and and I will say not even up until I mean uh, in, in in other churches I just the 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 old school kind of potluck everybody bring a dish that was like that that was the regular. Like that church was the norm. event, yeah. That yeah. was the and and sometimes that was the weekly when I mean, it was. It, you know, we have Wednesday night suppers here, but the Wednesday night suppers I grew up with those were always potluck. I mean, everybody brought yeah. you know a dish and 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 the, the church would typically provide the Something. meat, you yeah, know, like usually Drinks, the chicken yeah. or the ham and and you know the the sweet tea or you know whatever. But but it was and it, there was something. And there's a whole other whole other topic we could talk about the pressure of a pastor. At a potluck, you know, to eat every single yeah, thing yeah, down yeah, the line, yeah. right? You know, um, which is why there's so many overweight pastors yeah. out there. I actually, like, I actually was trained to do the opposite, and that is to to you can eat anytime, pastor. Right. You can't mix and mingle with your people that's anytime, right. so just mix and mingle. That's your main business there. That's right. That's right. But it's it, you know it's funny. by the way just, the Korea, just on a sidebar here are the Korean churches my experience mm-hmm. with the Korean churches the church, the churches that I've known that are Korean Presbyterian churches um, this is the norm for them they yeah. they meet together after church every single week and, and they, they have a meal and um, and it's some of the best food on the planet. Yeah, there's my, on, there's my foodie thing coming out depending again. on how hot the kimchi is right depending on how hot the yes, kimchi yeah, is right yeah. yeah. Well, you know that's and it's something that we're, we we've talked about as a congregation and moving towards um, increasing the volume of that. So we have the meal groups. We've talked about doing uh, church banquets again. You know, getting those things back going. We do a spring festival. We're going to yeah. probably have another one of those where we have barbecue and and all that. Um, and 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 remembering, you know, this is part of the life of the church and what it really means to come together and be be that fellowship and and uh, absolutely be that community. And I'll go ahead and give uh, give everybody a heads up that uh, there will be sometime in the first half of this year. There will be sometime in the first half of this year a plain, good old fashioned. Churchwide potluck meal oh, where man. there's no agenda, there's no like speakers or anything like that. The only thing that we're going to do is we're going to come together Neat. after church and we're going to eat. You know, so get ready to get your best recipe. Bring Jell-O, it, to bring Jello salad, Jello molds and all, Jello salad and all. Yeah, yeah and, uh, <laughs> and and we'll have an we're going to have an old fashioned potluck sometime soon. That'll be fun. And if any if you missed any one of our messages in this series, come together a previous series. Head to our website fpclakeland.org. Uh, go to the worship page and the sermon archive tab. You can watch complete services 
uh, while you're there. And uh, if you've missed any one of our episodes of Armchair Preaching, head over to Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, subscribe, hit the like button. You just find us by searching for Armchair Preaching. Uh, If you subscribe, you'll be notified when a new episode drops. Uh, This week, Pastor John, you're back in Vine, and I'm in Classic once again, and we're talking about the the topic of communal prayer Prayer. and the importance of community prayer, which is different than individual prayer. Uh, Also very important, but not what we're really talking about this week so encourage everybody to come out this uh this sunday and uh, and join join us again next week for armchair preaching as we unpack that pastor john thanks as always for it's hanging good to be out here and uh we look forward to uh, seeing everybody again next time